piece of music, a, a popular music that I really recall, was my mom brought home um, Herbie Mann doing Coming Home Baby, which was a, from, a, when I, from a very popular record he had. So I remember that. But that, you know, it didn't really, I wasn't really deep into music until later on with the folky period. And then I discovered that in New York they had um, WJRZ, uh, was Jerry White maybe was the DJ, is that the right name? And he, you know, he used to, he used to play all the folk music, all the early stuff, and I really, you know, I really got into Joni Mitchell and, um, and then Dylan, of course, and Dylan was probably more of an influence on me prior to the rock stuff, the folky stuff, you know. And I remember the, I remember the, and, you know, and then in the background there was always the Supremes and all this other stuff was going on, and I was like a little too young to get into Elvis, I never really paid much attention to Elvis. And you know, I I went to some jazz shows. I, I saw, um, I saw I saw guys, fuck, uh, uh, Stan Getz at the Cafe of Go Go. My friend and me used to go see all that kind of shit sometimes, you know. And um, and I remember the Beatles showed up, and I I was kind of had a kind of Justin Bieber reaction to it, like, oh, it's Teeny Bopper at first. But then when I got the record, I bought and bought the record, and I, I, that was it. You know, I was totally hooked on the record. And shortly thereafter, we started discovering the Rolling Stones. And, you know, over all the years, the Stones have, have are more listenable to me now than, than the Beatles stuff. Maybe the Beatles stuff has been beaten to death by the, the world and me hearing it for 50 years, you know, and in elevators and all that shit, you know, so the Stones music kind of holds up for me. In, 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 and the Stones, the first two Stones albums, I always cite as an example of punk music when people say, what is punk rock? I say, the first two Stones albums are, are punk music, you know, except it's blues, you know, it's just not something else. I remember buying the first Beatles album on Coney Island Avenue in a in a hobby store that sold records. I also, I also used to listen to a lot of soundtracks too. I was a real movie soundtrack buff even before that. Like I loved the I loved the Lawrence of Arabia soundtrack and there's a uh, Shirley MacLaine movie called Irma La Douce. I really loved the soundtrack to that. I used to play that all the time. So, so I, you know and, and her, you know Peter Gunn and all the Mancini stuff. I I, I kind of grew up with that stuff too even before I was listening to rock music too. The rock scene was heavily entrenched in the West Village when I was coming up, you know, in 64, 5, 6, all the way back then. Everybody used to go to the West Village and hang out, and Love and Spoonful was there, and I was, that was, you know, and then I, you know, I, I had that experience where I opened up for the Velvet Underground, where I had, a, I had a really close friend I grew up with who was, um, got a job working for the factory, for Andy, and he was the gopher at the factory. And he would go to Andy's house when he lived with his mother and wake him up in the morning and, you know, do odds and ends. He was, you know, a little cute, probably like 16. And he had waist-length blonde hair, which was, he was really cute. So it was unusual at the time. And we were, all, we were all playing all the time by then. And at some point he just came to my house. We all used to congregate at my house in Brooklyn. And he said, you know, the Velvets are playing at this place uptown and the opening band isn't going to show up. So you guys want to do it? So we all got on the subway with our gear and we went and we got to open up for the Velvet Underground and they marine 
Tucker let us put her drums upright, you know, so the bass drum would be upright, and we used their amps and stuff, and it was kind of was nobody there, and Andy was off in the shadows. It was you know, maybe 20 people there. It was a great thing, though. It's part of my musical history. I was hanging out with met Debbie in '73 at the first show of the Stilettos at this at a bar on 24th Street, which was downstairs from a loft that Elda. One of the other girls in the stilettos shared with Holly Woodlawn. And I went to the front, and I thought Debbie was really amazing and gorgeous. And so I, uh, you know, I became the first permanent musician. They had like transient musicians, they used to switch off all the time. And we, used, we, we started playing around with the stilettos, and we played like the 82 Club. There's no, nobody knows about the damn 82 Club. It was such a great thing. This was this, was this old. Uh, drag bar that was downstairs on, on Second, Third Street, wherever the heck it was. It was number 82, whatever street it was on, and it got went back to the 40s and 50s. There was a, they had a picture in the back of Abbott and Costello with drag queens, you know, which was amazing. I wish I had stolen it off the wall, you know. And they had it went back had a strange sort of mafia history. All the, I can see all those. It's like the scenes in performance with all the fucking guy sitting around watching the transvestites. But, uh, so, you know, we were doing the circuit around New York, and I remember at some point, and I, I, I went into, I, you know, and I, I was very close with Eric Emerson, who was uh, one of the Warhol guys, one of the superstars. I, I, I you know, I went to, so I saw the, finally went and saw the Dolls, and Eric was opening up for them, and I really liked his band, I got close to him, and he became my roommate for a while. And um, we were, you know, we were just doing the scene. And I remember, and, and I, I had gone into CBs, right? I had gone into CBs at one point, way before, and Eric coincidentally was playing there before I met him. And that must have been in '72, probably. It was before I met Debbie. It probably must have been in '70, the summer of '72. I just, you know, stumbled in there because I was living on First and First, which was nearby. So at one point, Elda shows up and she says, we're at Max's, I remember we were in Max's, and she says, I saw this band downtown in this weird bar and they dressed like old men. And that was television she was referring to. So we went down there and saw what was going on and started playing there. And at some point, I knew, and I, I knew Tommy Ramon from Mercer Art Center where we used to play occasionally too. And he had a band called Butch, and there at Mercer, and he came and he said, "Listen, we have this band called the Ramones. You know, I heard you guys found a place to play downtown. So I don't know if I was the first connection to the Ramones and CBGBs, but yeah, somewhere in there, you know, there's probably other connections too. That was it, and the rest is history."